All right, everyone. Welcome to 2022 to the business of a podcasting podcast. Uh, in today's episode, I, we are going to be talking about why video podcasting is no longer optional in 2022. Uh, this topic is super important because it is, encompasses the debate around whether you should have an audio podcast or a video podcast or just stay with audio only or just stay with video only. Uh, in this day and age, it should not even be a question for people to ask, especially with the amount of video that people are consuming right now. So this show is for you if you have an audio podcast with stagnant or slow growth, or if you're thinking of starting a podcast yourself. So you're gonna be taking away a couple of key things. Why is video podcasting valuable, but also why will it surpass audio into the future? Uh, how can you leverage video podcasts within your podcast to get growth that you've never seen before? But also how can you transition it to a video podcast if you're doing audio only at the moment. So if you want anything that we've run through today, checklists, guides, etc., head over to valormedia.com. That's V-A-L-H-E-R media.com and get access to any of the checklists, etc., just within the free resources download. Uh, and if you do enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe or share it with someone who's in a situation where they've got an audio only podcast and you think that this might help them. So let's head over to the episode. All right, Charlie, let's dive into this topic. What is video podcasting? Do you know what? That's a, that's a great question because uh, going back a few years ago, I think if you said to anyone, you know, a podcast, it's instantly they imagine audio, right? They, they really do. Right. And I, I remember like really going back to when I had an iPod and you used to have to like plug it into iTunes to sync it, to listen to them as well, like a, way back. Dude, um, I, was, I was the guy that hated hitting the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. I, I thought it was terrible. So I used every other platform. Uh, so I used, what was it? It was like uh, you had your pod, what is it? Podcaster, you had your anchor, you had... Um, or every other app that they possibly had is exactly what I use to go and get podcasts <laughs> besides iTunes. Well, to answer your question more directly there and coming into it, over time, uh, we saw a few really big names come out. And even though they were doing a show that is very audio focused, they started recording the video also and really just uploading it to YouTube. And that would be one of them would be Joe Rogan. Um, and then over time, what we've seen is that more and, pe more and more people have started to adopt that where they're also recording it. And we've got a ton of huge shows that do it today, which I'll, I'll mention a little bit later on. But essentially what had happened over time is there's this trend that's developed where people were recording the interviews they're doing or the episodes on their own, even though they are audio suited and making it work with the video format. And that's what a video podcast is. Like that's the ideation of it. Now, I would say that YouTube is predominantly where we see a lot of video podcasts these days, but the... Uh, what would you call it? The uh, gorilla in the room. I'm not even going to call it the elephant. I think the this elephant. is the gorilla, yeah. right? It's a very powerful thing is that other platforms like Spotify have started doing that as well, which is hugely exciting. Very, very exciting times. Yeah. I still remember when I jumped onto Joe Rogan's podcast in Spotify and I'm like, how is there a video <laughs> in my Spotify app? I'm like, this makes no sense at all. But why do you feel like everyone hasn't transitioned yet? Like Joe Rogan's been around for years doing video. Like heaps of people are doing video. There are actually people exclusively doing podcasts on YouTube and not even doing um, a Spotify or a Google or an iTunes version of their podcast. Like are they just laggards? Is there value in it? Do you, is it because they think that 80% of the traffic's 
audio only and 20% YouTube? Is it because they don't understand what we're about to walk through? Yeah, so that, that, that's a great question. I'll, I'll dive into that one on a few things. It's funny that I listen to a few podcasts really or watch them in a combination on YouTube because I know I can get the episode straight away where it seems for whatever reason there's some shows out there where they're slow to release the audio. So I'm actually going to YouTube because people, to your point, now it's become such a big thing to do a video podcast that it's a YouTube-first platform or Spotify-first uh, experience. So, so this is like what I think has really happened or, or where it's all coming from. I think the events that have unfolded in the last couple of years uh, with lockdowns and pandemics and all that stuff that I don't want to get into, I think behavioral changes accelerated in a big way. I think that um, the consumption of video went through the roof largely because a lot of people in their commute where they would normally like listen to podcasts uh, really would exchange that time for being at home and they would watch something or they go to the gym or whatever that is. So I think the acceleration in that trend for the people that were doing video, right, they took got a huge boost and they leaned in. And then the compound effect is that, you know, you log on to YouTube and you see a hugely successful show that's doing video and they go, Oh, I'm going to do video. So yeah. like, there's this thing that happens where once one successful person does it, then others start to copy and then it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy, so to speak. But I would say there's probably another big factor in here is like you've, you've kind of leaned on, well, why are people resistant to it or why are some people doing audio only at this point or still doing it? I would say that there's a lot of people that have had successful audio shows and their, in, their wiring is like, well, audio is how I've been successful and yeah. they're basically defending it. They're going, no, no, what are you talking about? Like, this worked for me. This is how it works. And I honestly think that, well, how can I speak frankly? I'm going, no, I'm going to just defend them. They're dinosaurs. It worked five years ago. <laughs> if they were starting again today and they had to do uh, a podcast, they wouldn't get the results they've gotten. They've been very, very fortunate in timing, right? It's like uh, Facebook ads worked amazingly well and were incredibly cheap five years ago. It's different today. If you were early on in the yellow pages, you probably did as well. And maybe if you bought a blockbuster franchise early on, you did really well. Yeah. But I think it's negligent to ignore how uh, behaviors change and timings change and really where the opportunity is today. But it's actually like we've seen things like this in valid media, right? Where a lot more of the audit audits that we're doing are actually people who are, hey, I used to get a lot of traffic from iTunes but now I'm not ranking on iTunes or, hey, when Spotify came out, I, I just don't have the same exposure. Um, and so they've actually been on a bit of a decline and they're saying, well, how can we get more exposure from other areas because people are consuming it across multiple different platforms. But also in addition to that, almost every single person that comes to us is now, hey, it's, it's video and that's kind of it, right? So people are starting to acknowledge that, that it's here to stay. This is where I need to be. And it's also something they can leverage through omnipresence, which we'll talk about in a little bit of a moment. But I'm actually curious how, like how you consume podcasts. So for example, for me, uh, a big shift from how I consumed it. So I used to consume podcasts on Spotify when they released it. Then I went back to Apple Podcasts on the, the phone. But now I've gone and started paying for YouTube Premium, which used to be YouTube Red, so I don't get ads. And then I can download a video onto my phone. And then when I go for a walk, I literally listen to a YouTube video as if it was a podcast and just don't look, look at it, right? And so the way that I started consuming information was I, I found YouTube to be a better source of information, especially through COVID, right? Because I was there, it's starting to recommend better videos for me. It's starting to do everything that I relate to, not just 
podcast that gives me everything else. Um, so how do you consume like video content or even audio content or what is your split? Like, is it 80, 20 between video and audio or how does it look like for you? But also has look across a lot of the audits that you've done from the statistics that people have. Yeah. So I'll start with me personally and I'll just mention one little thing. Have you noticed that YouTube premium has gotten very good at having podcast control like features on their mobile app? It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, uh, I think this might, this is just another factor in why I think we've hit a tipping point where it's like, it would be negligent to do it. And the equivalent is if you're a, uh, let's say you have a a store that sells products, it's like, no, no, we're just going to do like main street. We're not going to worry about this e-commerce thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the equivalent, right? I really, really do. But um, to go back to that, last night, uh, Bianca and I, my wife, we sat down and we actually watched a podcast on our TV inside in the evening. So one <laughs> of the things we don't do anymore is watch TV. We don't even have an aerial plugged in. Um, we still have a TV, don't get me wrong, but we don't watch mainstream TV just because it's not convenient and, and really full of a lot of garbage. The other thing is too, is like, we don't necessarily just want to consume like binge Netflix and like be a bit brain dead. We actually like watching a really high quality interview together and like getting something out of it. Um, There are so many fantastic shows that we watch in the evenings at times, maybe twice a week, like Impact Theory we really like and even Joe Rogan from time to time and things like that, that have been really awesome. On the my, So that's like the couple thing in the evening. So on my TV, and I know other people are doing this as well. The other ones is, is from time to time, there are podcasts I love to watch on video because there's like, they're animated or the, the host is yeah. fun, right? And I, I can see that there's sometimes some visual aspects that are quite engaging or enjoyable to watch. And then thirdly is if I'm much like you is walking or driving or anything like that, I will go audio. So I'm doing like a mix of different platforms and things where this... This didn't exist 12 months ago. I wasn't doing this 12 months ago. It's like a new adopted behavior. And I'm seeing it in the data of all the shows we look at. This isn't uncommon anymore. This is becoming more normalized is that video consumption is a part of it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I'm going to add to that where, so I use YouTube a lot because I can maintain the subscriptions that I've got on the left-hand side, which is a subscription merged with uh, podcasts, vlogs, uh, informational content, etc. So it's almost like this educational hub, if you will, where if I go to uh, like Apple Podcasts, I just have podcasts. If I go to Audible, I just have uh, audio books. If I go to a different platform, it's kind of just that. I know Spotify now has podcasts as well as music, uh, but I actually find that now that I've moved across to like YouTube, I actually consume a lot more of what I want to consume, which means I'm looking for those notifications. I'm, I'm going there as my default position to say, well, what other information sources are out here as opposed to just a podcast group? So I might go for seven minute videos or I might go for 45 minute podcasts, et cetera. So it actually leads us into a really good topic around like why uh, video podcast is not no longer an option, right? And I, I bring it back to this omnipresence and leverage. So if you and I were to jump on here and we were to record this just audio, right? There is no effort difference for us to turn on a camera and look at each other. Uh, the only thing that we need to do is a couple more checks when we hit record and the files are a bit bigger. But outside of that, you're still going to do the audio engineering. You still need to do most of the other things to create a podcast, right? So with a, what, a 10% increase in effort, you can now have content that you can leverage 80% more, right? And what do I mean by this? So we do these episodes. Uh, we cover off a lot of good quality content, but we actually structure the podcast in a way that adds value to you who's listening 
but also in a way that we can carve up pieces of this podcast and repurpose it. So what you'll see in here is we've got particular questions that we ask each other and we carve them out into snippets, educational bite-sized pieces, which social media loves, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. Uh, we also do questions and answers, which is great. We can use them for ads. We can use them for all of these different things across multiple different, different platforms. But it means that for us, there's not that much effort. Like the team goes and does everything else on, on the other side of it, but it compounds for us because now we've got a list of 100 questions and answers videos. We now have a list of a whole heap of snippets that people are searching for on Google and they're finding the blog or people are consuming it from a podcast, from the YouTube, from wherever it is. Um, how have you seen that change now that there's more social media platforms than ever before? There's more podcast platforms than ever before. There's more uh, YouTube variants. Like, How have you seen that kind of be utilized across different brands as well? It's a really good question. I I'm going to go with this is like, if you speak to any business owner or podcaster and you said, look, if you put in 10% more effort with video, let's, let's make it 20%. Let's make it like substantially harder. You've got to get a camera and stuff. Let's like, you know, all right, let's say it's 20% harder to record a video podcast than an audio one. All right, I'll go with that. I'll say it is, but it will double your results. It gives you double the leverage. You can do so much more with it. It's like, would you do it? Cause yep. I, I think that's the equation uh, podcast is nearly right way up and I will say execution matters as well you can't just record video you want to do things with it but in 2021 across everything we did at Valamedia and I'm sure you've seen this as well you are behind the scenes at Valamedia with me the thing that I have been the most surprised with in the last let's say 12 months or the whole 21 uh, year is how damn well those short video clips have done insane yeah. insane and I don't mean specially created short videos. I literally mean like cuts of a full length podcast into shorter, uh, you know, moments that maybe cover one element of the podcast or a short bit of the uh, podcast. I logged into uh, one of our uh, clients uh, like analytics and had a look at it. And it just blows me away how powerful a tool that has become for marketing a podcast. I would, I'm going to, I'm happy to go on the record. You can hold me here. All right, quoting. I, I would say in the year of 21 that the most successful growth strategy executed at Valamedia at scale by far was those clips. If you want to grow a podcast and uh, be present on all these social platforms that love video, that was the way to do it. And if you had attempted to do the same thing with an audio only show, posting audiograms or uh, trying to post like image artwork, I think you would have got uh, far worse results than the process we've discussed here. 100% because people consume video. Like you've got Gary Vee going out there and just saying, well, just pick up your phone and hit record and just make a two minute video. Well, you've got cameras set up and you've got good audio equipment. Literally you're doing the same through creating a podcast. You're just taking a small snippet out of the middle, which means that you're almost cutting out all of these additional pieces of work on top of it as well. Completely. And yeah, I'm actually going to add to that. Like the videos, those short videos create no more extra work for the content creator, the podcaster, right? Or the, or the guests coming on. There is nothing else. It's the team that just walks through and say, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to turn it into something else. Um, I just always see it as that leverage component is why video is so much better. And one final piece I'm actually going to say is that, um, well, actually two points is during COVID or 2021 and 2022, uh, 2020 as well, um, YouTube doubled in watches. 
so people consume more and it's proven in the statistics right so for you to not be on that platform which is the second largest search engine in the world next to google uh, it's almost negligent to that point right there's just not as much traffic going to apple podcasts as there is to youtube but also on the second point with things like the alexas with the screens now and the google nests with the screens everyone has screens everywhere <laughs> everywhere in the house my wife cooks with an ipad on the kitchen bench watching things on youtube right we do exactly the same at night we go and put on youtube and watch things on youtube we're not going to say hey do you want to sit around a candle and listen to an audio podcast i would probably like that but no let's go and put in something that's like a fireplace with something moving as well so the increase in screens but also the increase in watch times through youtube it just validates everything that we're saying which is people are consuming more right and people are wanting this type of sort of platform to consume it from so I wait, want to go back hold, to hold up there as well. I just want to bring in one thing. I know you're going to jump to the next one, but do you not think this is interesting, right? I can't believe I'm about to say this on a company that just uh, hit a $3 trillion uh, worth, right? <laughs> Good luck. But uh, if you look at uh, like Apple and Google and you compare them quickly here, I, I'm, I think there's merit in saying that Apple have dropped the ball in podcasting and YouTube have picked it up. 100%. If, if you look at Apple, they clearly haven't invested in podcasting because they don't really make money from it, to be honest. Yep. It's a, a nice to have. But if you look at Google with the value of that data to them and how they sell ads and a whole bunch of other stuff, you can see that them going harder in these places has been worth it tremendously. I would say the writings, you're almost being presented with this right now is that like Apple's great. I don't think it's going anywhere. But when you look at what companies like Google are doing or Spotify, it's very, very clear that they're putting way more effort into growing views and consumptions than Apple. Apple is a company that makes hardware and software. They're not a media company in the same way, although they do definitely dabble in that space with Apple Plus and a whole bunch of things. But it's just a very, very different ecosystem. And I think this is just another reason, again, why it's time to go video. Like Video is so heavily, the, the tailwinds are there. Yeah, but it's also being across multiple platforms means that you're not reliant on one. And going back to that example where people have come to us where, hey, we don't rank like we did on Apple Podcasts before, and now we don't have as many viewers or listeners. And you're like, yeah, well, it makes sense, right? Because you were so reliant on one particular marketing channel. Um, and similar to what you're saying, I would, I'm happy to go on record, and I've said this for about three, four years. So in the future, I guarantee you, companies like Google and Facebook will give away technology. So this is where I look at Apple and go, okay, Apple, how are you going to approach this, right? Because when I'm, I'm Google, and I know every single day I make $1.50 from you, Charlie, by watching my ads and consuming things off my platforms, for me to produce you an iPad or a phone or something of that equivalence, I know my ROI is going to be six months, 12 months, which means all I need to do is bring down consumption costs in order to, uh, sorry, manufacturing costs in order to give you technology. And I win. <laughs> right. Huge as and, so. Huge as and so. so, yeah. So if you look at that, and Facebook's doing the same with like Meta and all of these different things, and not to get foil hat and hey this is where the future is going i just see that as the play of well maybe and question mark i'm probably not going to make a comment maybe apple podcasts or audio only podcasts is going to be a thing of the past as you step into the next couple of years moving forwards because it's well you have apple glass or google glass and you can watch something up in the top right hand corner while you go and get your coffee right it could be where if you're just doing audio kind of a laggard now right and that's kind yeah, of where that i see 
I'm, I'm put it put audio podcasts in the same categories like Yellow Pages, Blockbuster, Kodak. I think it's I I'm very confident in this. I'm willing to back it. I've seen enough. Yeah, so I'm curious about. I always like the results, right? So it's all well and good for us to keep our heads in the sky and talk about wow, videos it, videos it. So imagine I got a podcast, right? That's just audio only, and I'm like, okay, cool, Grant, Charlie, I get what you're saying, and I'm and I'm for it, right? If I go and add a video component to it, what am I risking? Like, is there any impact to the stuff that I've already got with my Apple Podcast, my Spotify, etc.? Or is it just adding something on top, right? Or have you seen some kind of change in people's results where because they're not putting as much attention into another platform, it's decreased over time to try and increase it? Like, have you seen anything like that? Uh, well, I would say what they're risking is probably capital and time. I do sincerely, like, I, w- I don't want to paint this as a one-sided picture. This isn't a silver bullet. But at the same time, it's where I go from here is saying that the effort required, so this is, you know, getting ready for video and uh, making the effort for your room to look nice or wear clothing that's appropriate or whatever it is, like, you are going to do more work. So there is, that's what you're risking is that extra time. There's also extra time in editing. Like, if you are only editing audio and maybe don't quote me on this, I'm definitely not a good editor. But I would say that if you're going to do video, there's probably double the editing load than just audio alone, maybe even a bit more. So the point I make is that your cost of production and even time to produce does go up. And I'm I'm going to go with that number I mentioned earlier, 20%. So the risk is you do video and it doesn't work out and you've expanded your uh, inputs by about 20%. Now, I I would be happy to say here that the only time I – how can I – actually, I want to frame this a little bit differently – in the people that have made the change to video, either based on my recommendation to uh, do so from my audits, so when I do the podcast audits, or of the people that have come to me and started new shows with video, I don't see any going back because it is a change worth doing because they see the marketplace behaviors in place. And I'll go even further. This year I've launched, maybe, or we have, I should really say, because you've definitely been a part of that as well, Grant, is like I've, uh, between some of the shows which I won't name, four of them that were newer ones that launched with video, they grew at the fastest rate I've ever seen a podcast grow from scratch because of the video. Yep. Like that's what they were able to leverage and get out to the marketplace and do really well. So I'm looking at this right now and saying, even though there is some effort and what are you risking, I think it's a very like, what are they called? It's a very asymmetrical bet. That yeah. little bit of risk versus the potential upside. It's like I, I find it very, very hard to hear the arguments against. But can I make one? I do want to make the argument against. All right. I'm all for it. I'm listening. Okay. So when I, when I do podcast audits predominantly and someone has a audio-only podcast, an example, and I push them to video and I say, look, you know, there's this really big opportunity uh, to do video. There's normally some resistance and hesitancy because of the increased ask I'm looking for it. Mind you, these same people don't have uh, seem to have any doubt in wasting tons of time making crappy audiograms or images on Instagram that deliver them nothing. Right. So anyway, people are interesting. But the point I make is that there's always this resistance, and I'll hear this occasionally, and I think it's a really good point, is, well, uh, I'll use a very obvious example, is like, oh, well, my audience is truck drivers, they're driving when they listen to my show. So if this is video, they can't watch anyway. So I'm just going to do um, audio. And like you go, oh, well, I mean, if the audience isn't going to consume. And I, I once upon a time, I would have said there's merit in that. 
But here's that thing. When that truck driver stops for the day and he uh, is resting in his like area, what do you think he's doing on his phone? Uh, I will yep. say it's like he's watching video, he's watching YouTube. It's like I think people neglect the idea that even if your main consumption is audio, and it can be, that it's worth doing video just to have those other marketing points and connections and it will probably drive more people to your audio show. Like yep. it is the marketing even if you have an audio-only podcast. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I think a lot of people always look at podcasts and video podcasts as like a, a front-end strategy right like a, or a tactic i should say which is hey this is how i'm going to get more leads into my business as well as more eyeballs across my brand um i was just on a call yesterday with one of our long-standing clients and i was talking to him about how we leverage it and we get some other of our larger clients to leverage their podcasts and the videos that they create um where they actually put it at the back end as well so lead comes in and the salesperson's talking to lead hey charlie sounds like you're not yet ready to buy but actually, it sounds like you've got a challenge here, which is how do you set up your podcast studio in this situation? You know what? I'm going to send you a video, which actually is going to walk you through exactly how to set this up. And what is that video? It is a podcast that they recorded six months ago where we walked through how to set up your video podcast, right? And so they actually use that to nurture leads repetitively. And so then a week later, the, the sales guy reaches back out. Hey, Charlie, what did you think of the video? Did you implement it? Did you do the changes? How are you feeling now? And so it's this nurturing sequence of going, okay, well, now I can start seeing it. What they also do is people have actually built chapters of a book, right? So imagine, Charlie, we go and plan out the next 10 episodes as chapters in a book. We then package that up and we put it behind a portal and we might charge people for it. We might give it to them for free. Right, because it doesn't have to just be this is the podcast. You can chop off the intro and the outro. So you can use these in so many different ways than just a front end lead funnel grabber um, and just think outside that box because it can actually unlock new markets. It can unlock new revenue streams. It can unlock new ways for you to improve as a brand uh, in order for you to, yeah, justify the expense a little bit more. Uh, and one more thing that I've also found is a lot of our clients start dropping or decreasing the plans that they've got with social media companies or the content that they create bespoke for their social media platforms. So what do I mean by this? So they've got content writers sitting there trying to write posts to engage with people. That amount or volume that they need to create decreases. Why? Because they do a podcast a week or two podcasts a week. They break it down into a couple of different snippets and they publish those snippets. Right, or then they go and publish it on their website and they share, hey, now it's up on the website, go and consume it. It also gives them things to email their list about. So now the content writer is not writing obscure emails for people. And so then people go and consume it. Uh, and the best thing about directing people to YouTube, YouTube has one of the greatest and most obnoxious notifications I've ever seen on a mobile phone or an iPad device out of everything. <laughs> their notifications <laughs> when someone comes out with a new video is on the point of extreme. Right, So if someone subscribes to your YouTube channel, it pops up and gets in your face where Apple Podcasts only selectively says, hey, here's one or here's a different one, as opposed to just Charlie's got a new one, Charlie's got a new one, Charlie's got a new one. Is there I anything actually, else that I've missed? Like, I actually forgot about that. I think I was thinking in isolation, but it's like if you are doing a video podcast and repurposing your podcast into shorter clips, there's the even though you're putting in 20% more effort, if you get to decrease the work your social media people are doing or the time you would spend creating social media content by 
20%, it could really net out for a lot of people. Like there might not actually be an increased, just moving resources around. Yep. Um, I think I know the client you're talking about <laughs> and I would, uh, I won't name them here without their permission, but I will share something interesting with them. In that uh, show, we only promote the YouTube channel now. Yep. We don't actually promote the audio because uh, this person's audience, they love YouTube. I'll say it's in the fitness space, so obviously a very friendly YouTube uh, area. And getting people on audio has been more challenging than getting them onto YouTube where they already spend a lot of time. So if you're in one of those niches that is very YouTube friendly, it's a lot of big channels on YouTube, which is a lot these days, I think there's probably a hint in there as well that video is for you. I think this is a really interesting one. But uh, Grant, I, I will ask you a question here before we wrap this one up, and I think this is the uh, the, the crux of it. Knowing what you know, of what you've seen inside Valamedia and all the clients that exist, the audit documents we review, all of that stuff. If you were starting a new podcast today, would you even bother if you were only going to do audio? Just yes or no? No. No chance. Yeah, either would I. And that's what I keep coming back to is like I keep trying to convince myself, no, 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 there's, there's exceptions that I'm like, I just don't think there is anymore. No, there's – well, there's not, right? And the reason is I got a camera – to do sales calls better, to do meetings better. to I've, Most people already have the equipment. Most people in COVID went and bought a good webcam, right? Most people oh, one more already point. have one. The equipment's just gotten cheap. Super cheap. cheap is all the stuff now compared to how it used to be? My first video podcast setup cost like six and a half grand and it wasn't good. Yep. Where I think you can get a really good setup today for like a grand, which is uh, just crazy in comparison. It's just another reason why video adoption is huge. That's insane. And so there is one point that I should have mentioned before. The other reason I love YouTube is because when I open YouTube app, it tells me what, what videos to watch next. And the ones I subscribe are always at the top. Where when I open Apple Podcasts, it's just like, hey, here is a podcast. <laughs> like, which show did you want to open? I really want to do an episode where we just talk about some of the plays you can make on YouTube oh, because it's getting insane at the moment. I love it. It is amazing. So for everyone who's listening to this and like, all right, Charlie, you know what? You've done it. Well done. Congratulations, Grant. Congratulations, Charlie. I'm down. So there's two situations that we always see. And there's a couple of others, but they're very fringe. It's someone who's already got an audio podcast and says, I'm going to get into video. Or there's someone who's looking to start a podcast that wants to get into now video podcasting with obviously audio still going out. So in those two situations, how would you tell them to execute? Like what should be their next steps in order for them to start creating a video podcast? Oh, that's such a big question. Uh, I think we'll, we will do other episodes on like video podcasting one-on-one and I think we're actually releasing some training later this year because it does come up so commonly even from our clients. I, I would say that the most important thing is to start making video even at a basic level because with everyone who hasn't done video before, whether existing podcasters or newcomers, the biggest gap I see is that there seems to be this resistance to doing the first one and getting those that flow in place. Yep. So even if you're just using a basic setup, a Logitech webcam or something in Zoom is like start and then it becomes easy and like adding on. Like I don't want people to think that you have to have all the stuff and all the kit and all the latest stuff for it to be there. And it's like, I think that's a huge mistake. One, one of the things I'll just say on that as well is in podcast, if you do a video podcast, your audio is still the most important thing. 
Yeah. Um, that's what they want from you. You get so much leeway. You don't have to have the best video versus someone who, let's say, is a pure, you know, purist on YouTube who makes proper YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the point being is in those worlds, video obviously is a very, very high priority where I think as a podcaster, you get a bit of leniency because it's uh, not as much as it's important. It's still important, but from the other side of things. So that would yeah. be my thing is like start basic and, and build into it. I think that's a really good first step. And then if you get stuck, do our audit. Like, Come and do the Valmedia audit. I think that's a, a really important thing someone can do where I can help them through that process or identify their approach to the execution. Yeah, and we also have a whole heap of guides at valmedia.com. And if you go to the free resources section, uh, you've got everything from tech stacks to uh, checklists, to setting up um, layouts, etc. So just go there and uh, feel free to yeah download anything you want and hopefully it can help you out through the way. Now... Before we wrap up, I do like a bit of a Q&A round, Charlie. So I'm going to start giving you some questions. All ready right, for this? Oh, I, wasn't ready for, I wasn't ready or prepared, but let's just do it. It's going to be, a, what do they call it? Lightning round with no preparation. That's it. All right. So this is going to be an easy one and you can, you can go how, approach it however you would like it. So in what you now know around video podcasting and have seen around video, pod, audio, et cetera, what are the six common mistakes to avoid that all video podcasters do? I don't know if I've got six, but I'll, I'll use five, some. ten. <laughs> I don't mind. You can go. I'll, use, I'll just give some common mistakes. Uh, common mistakes in video podcasting. I, I, by the way, I love it. What uh, I hear on some podcasts is they're like, "Oh, I, I don't look at the questions beforehand, so it's more authentic." <laughs> this is definitely one of those moments. It's not me rationalizing at all. Uh, biggest mistakes. Number one, not doing it. I think a lot of uh, video podcast hosts don't do it. Second mistake is I'll say they just do the video and then they just publish the full episode and they never cut clips up or repurpose it into other things. That's a huge one. I've come across many shows uh, in the audit itself in where they're making a video podcast and publishing it on YouTube and just doing nothing with it. So yeah. I think that's a, a huge one, a huge, huge one. Uh, thirdly, I would say that oh, common mistakes, prioritizing the video over the audio. So I'll give mm. you an example. I'll even do this one live, right? Is I'll see people where they're like, oh, I don't want to have a microphone in the shot. And they move their microphone away like I have now. And then their audio sucks. But it's like, no, no, people are here for the video still. I think that's a really, really big one. Uh, and then another one I'll throw in here is that I think people get very consumed with the tech and the camera. They're like, yep. oh, I don't know, I need all this. Uh, and much the same with microphones is like if the words that come out of your mouth is still rubbish, it doesn't matter how good the uh, microphone or camera is. So like get the setup you can get and can use competently. You don't need to get what a film crew would use or someone who runs a Netflix studio. Yeah, and I would add to that, right? So uh, a couple more points is... Um, I reckon that a lot of people don't actually structure their content or what they're recording to factor in repurposing, right? So making sure that the way you structure your shows so that you can use it for Q&As or snippets or ads or otherwise is critical. Another one is look at how you can utilize these assets as opposed to just pushing it to YouTube and hoping for the best, right? Can you put it up on your website? Can you turn it into mini blogs? Can you use get your sales team to use it for lead nurturing? Can you turn it into a course, et cetera? Uh, and one that just bugs me all the time is people just not preparing for it, right? So you've got background noise or you've got 
uh, people walking through and things like that. It's just just be prepared for it's not an audio, so you can't just do it with a bunch of pillows and a doona across the top of your head anymore. Um, just be cautious about what's sitting around behind you. I was going to say that's more for audio as well, right? I, I nearly thought of that one as well, but I completely concur with that one. <laughs> All right, another question. I do have just one more. So what are the top strategies that people can leverage to boost their video podcast? Yeah, oh, I love that question. That's a good one. I, I, this one I actually know, believe it or not. I don't have to fish it right now. I, I will say that the two most successful video strategies I see today is one is taking video clips from the podcast and then using that as Facebook ads to drive traffic to their podcast or, or video podcast on YouTube. I think that is a no-brainer at the moment. It's super cheap. Like it's very cheap because these social platforms love video. And then the other side of that is that I also really, really like the YouTube organic game. I think that uh, if you're doing the clips and you're doing a whole bunch of stuff uh, in that realm is that you can actually generate really good traffic from it. Now, you don't have to take my word for it, right? I get uh, called out on this one all the time because I don't think people necessarily understand. If you check out uh, Mind Pump TV or you check out uh, Valuetainment or you check out uh, what's another one that does this really, really well. I'll just go with those two for now. But if you look at the amount of traffic they get to their clips and everything that goes with it, which is just podcast content, they're not even running ads. They're just really doing that well. So I would personally, I think they're two very worthwhile places checking out at the moment where the, uh, what is it? The, the, uh, the juice is worth the squeeze. I love that. I love that. Awesome. So thank you very much for, Joining on the session, Charlie, like we've ran through a heap of information in this session, right? So obviously the, the premise is that video podcasting is no longer an option, especially into 2022 and beyond. Uh, we've walked through leveraging the video podcast and how do you use it for omnipresence? How do you repurpose it? How do you actually use it in different areas of your business? Uh, we've actually walked through some great examples, the risk that sits behind it, the, the opportunity of where you can grow to, the importance to the listener around audio, but also around visual. But we also talked around some topics of, okay, well, why would you actually go and do it, right? As opposed to us just saying, ah, oh, it's growth, it's growth, it's growth. But it's actually giving your listeners what they want on platforms that they're actually looking and consuming for it or consuming it from. Um, is there anything that you took away that I haven't discovered? Yeah, like a lot went in, there was a lot covered in this episode. I would want, the one point I would want people to take away from this is the behavior has changed. This isn't a mm. growth hack, although definitely growth can come with doing this well. If you really look and even assess your own behavior, I'll, I would dare say that everyone's behaviors has changed. So yeah. you might even notice yourself watching more YouTube or consuming things in a different way. This is across the board and now is the time to pounce on it. So the idea is you can take advantage of this trend change why all the dinosaur podcasters resisted yeah agreed and be sure to look out for our next episode as well because i'm excited for this one it is that your podcast is tactically great but strategically poor and so you can understand why your podcast might not actually be walk working so if you enjoy this episode be sure to go across to valomedia.com and go and download any resources that you need uh, anything that's going to add value to you um, and if you did enjoy the content, be sure to subscribe, share it with someone who is in a situation that this might be relevant for. And uh, yeah, good luck getting transitioned across into video podcasts or even starting your first video podcast. Uh, and appreciate you coming past for the business of podcasting.